the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, from the rooftop of the Rockies, it's Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn. Hour three, it's Backbone Radio. Man, somehow we're here. Exciting times, because we've got New Hampshire on Tuesday. We just had the glorious Iowa record-smashing victory. Trump by 30 points in Iowa. The prior record had been 12-point victory for, I believe, was that Bob Dole? Yeah, I think it was it Bob Dole. It was one of those people, one of those kind of boring Republican types back in the day. Anyway, onward we go. And I thought I'd get maybe a little bit philosophical about this era of mass delusion we are living in. And I just put it out there that, you know, frankly, we are immune to the mass delusion. We are immune to this era of mass delusion. And I think so many of us in backbone country are, and that's just the way you have to be. But don't you ever look around and you feel like, man, there are so many people thinking just delusional thoughts out there, just one after another. And, you know, uh, then reality comes along, and we like to say and boast about the track record of this radio program that we just keep on getting vindicated by reality. And in part, that's because we are immune to this mass delusion business. I do think Newt Gingrich kind of summarizes the political situation as far as that goes. And let's hear it. Donald Trump is the leader of a movement, of a movement to get power back in the hands of the people and wrest it away from the corrupt ruling class. Let's hear Newt. Trump is not a candidate. Trump is the leader of a nationwide movement to take power back from the establishment. And that's why... Every time he's attacked by the judiciary, every time he's attacked by, by the news media, he gets stronger because people go, yep, that's what I thought. That's exactly what those corrupt people will do. Uh, and, of course, starting with the Russian hoax, it's just clear these people lie all the time. Oh, they lie all the time, and we know it. They know they're lying. We know they're lying. More and more people are figuring out they are lying but I think the, the first line of what Newt says here, I mean, this is just the reality of our politics right now. And that's the thing. More people are snapping out of this era of mass delusion. And this is the deal. Trump is not a candidate. Trump is the leader of a nationwide movement to take power back from the establishment. And that's Take power back from the establishment. That is the deal. And Trump... Trump will agree with that. He's the leader. This is the greatest movement. He doesn't say he's the leader of it, but this is the greatest movement, the greatest political movement this country has ever seen or the world maybe has ever seen. This is far more than a campaign, what we have. This is the greatest political movement in the history of our country, maybe in the history of any country, to MAGA. And I actually believe, you know, do you ever see these guys? Well, you know, MAGA only represents about 52 percent. I think that MAGA represents 90 or 92 percent of the Republican Party. It does. And it would represent 
almost the entirety of the voting republic in this country if that certain percentage could see through the propaganda, that certain percentage of people that just kind of take things literally and are part of that era of mass delusion. And that's what has backfired on the left, is that, you know, they get Joe Biden installed in there, and he promptly goes out and throws the border wide open and then gets all these wars going, these forever wars that are horrible catastrophes, all of them, complete backfires, inflation, terrible economy, the rest of it. So... Sometimes you wonder if it was meant to be that the sheer level of mass delusion, the sheer level of propaganda that we've been, we've been bathing in, almost in a way necessitated Biden have to go back in there and show the American people what they get with this guy. No, I don't believe there are 81 million votes. But why do I say it's, a, it's an era of mass delusion and that people are waking up, but... There's a few unique things, and that's the thing is there's so much so much device propaganda. We've got our devices everywhere. We've got our screens everywhere, and people really, they don't know how to handle it. And I think you look around, at, you know, we all have the friends and the neighbors and all the people we know and people we interact with, and a lot of people really are delusional about things, and you can kind of understand how it happens to them, and maybe in a way you feel kind of bad for them, and ideally you'd feel sympathy your heart will go out to them, even if they can kind of be hostile, even if they can kind of be negative, even if they can be angry. Because I do think anger is kind of one of the responses that people tend to feel psychologically when they are living in an era of mass delusion, when they, they, they're actually deluded and anger sort of helps bolster their delusion or they feel like they need to support their delusion with anger and ill will and hostility. But a few things have come together to create this moment in history. And one of, a lot of it is technological in terms of the devices and the screens that we have everywhere and the ability of rich, rich, rich people to control the content of those screens. And it just so happens that the super rich people happen to be very freakish and very neurotic people right now. Okay. It used to be that the rich folks in this country, in America, were not neurotic. They were good, stable, salt-of-the-earth people, at least a lot of them, a high percentage of them, who wanted to see this country succeed and thrive and do well, and they respected the founding and the Constitution. They, they wanted to see America keep on being America, but mm, right now we have this imbalance of huge amounts of billions of dollars in the hands of very strange people, very neurotic people. And they can control the media. They can control the screens. They can get the messages and the narratives out there that they want out there. And moreover, they've developed ways to censor dissent and crush dissent and shut up the voices that they do not want to have out there. So when people are deluded and victims of this era of mass delusion... On the one hand, again, they're being fed these neurotic narratives by very neurotic, wealthy people who control the media, but who have also limited their ability to, to have exposure to dissenting viewpoints and viewpoints that, you know, might have a little common sense to them. Um, that's a little bit different now because Elon Musk has done some pretty darn good stuff on Twitter. He's not as good as he could be. And I do notice that after Iowa, the Trump great grand historic victory in Iowa, that Twitter 
really started slamming the brakes on people and that, you know, people start losing a bunch of followers and their, their tweets don't get the kind of exposure they used to get, that there is still some kind of a tie into the deep state on Twitter. And I don't know if Elon Musk is totally aware of it or not, but it's still there. And the idea was that, yeah, Trump has this massive victory and they have to minimize it, minimize the impact of it. They have to smooth it out and streamline it. And that is something that happened, okay? And watch how the media handled all that. They had to admit it, but they're trying to limit its scope and limit its reach. Now, when you talk about uh, that, that powerful combination of the imbalance of billions of dollars in the hands of a handful of people who control the screens, then they can censor anybody that they want to censor and shut down. And the people happen to be neurotic to begin with. That spreads the neurosis across the population, throughout the people. And that's why you see, you know, people that are like just really out there, really deluded and really angry. They're kind of unrooted. They don't have their feet in the ground and they're constantly being whipped and buffeted around by all these different narratives that then sort of vanish. And then it's the next narrative designed to bolster the power interests of the rich people, of the ruling class, of the establishment. And so you can get these people, like, you know, when you get the billions, they're incredibly out of touch, really out of touch with the American people, and especially the Republican voting base. And that's how you can have a Ron DeSantis five-spiral catastrophe like he just had. And that's how you can have a Nikki DeSantis even be in the race when she has nothing in common with your average GOP voter. Does that make sense? And that's how, and you can tie this together, like you can have Disney make these movies that flop grievously and lose hundreds of millions of dollars. Because the people that make these movies are so out of touch with the American people and the ruling class types that that help generate the content from these for these movies um, are so strange and so neurotic and so off in their own world with their with their woke agenda that doesn't resonate at all that they start meeting this thing called reality and yeah and they have like these flops and it's candidates and it's it's movies and I'll keep going hang on on your radio smartphone or smart speaker News Talk seven ten KNUS. Little Shin song called Gone for Good, which might apply to Ron DeSantis and soon to Nikki Haley. But here I am talking about this era of mass delusion we are living in and firmly planting our flag saying that we are immune to this era of mass delusion. We're too rooted for that. We have too much common sense to be susceptible to any of this, and we have a very clear eye for propaganda, and it's very easy to, you know, before the propaganda even enters our minds, we just blast it to the side and say, oh, that's a bunch of crap, that's a bunch of crap, that's a bunch of crap. And so we don't waste time with propaganda spinning around our minds, but a lot of people do. A lot of people are out there running around with brains full of mainstream media propaganda, manufactured fake, false, hoax narratives swimming around in their head. 
creating all kinds of strange psychological phenomena in their minds, summed up by delusion, okay? And it makes them angry. And that's the thing. You've got to avoid the neurosis. The people on top, the people that control a huge amount of the media and can control the censorship of the voices they don't want in there, they are very deeply neurotic, weird, strange people. And it spreads to the population. And, man, you see this all the time. It just, it just spreads right down through them. And if you want to lead a happy, healthy, sane life, you got to be able to have the survival skills to not let it infect you, okay? I was thinking of a metaphor driving over here tonight about, you know, if you blow up a balloon and then you squeeze the balloon, you squeeze it, you tie it up, but you, you squeeze it and it starts like bulging out in strange directions. And I feel like that's kind of where our republic is right now, at least the people that are susceptible to all of this delusion. They get squeezed off to one corner and they just quite, you know, they feel like this compression and the squeeze upon them and they, they don't know quite what the heck is going on and men are women and women are men and you got to have the wide open border. you got to put our country last. I mean, it takes huge amounts of propaganda to get people to completely put their own interest and the interests of their own country dead last <laughs> and buy these forever wars and the rest of the stuff that they are trying to sell. And one good example is Disney and how, you know, they get these little rooms of people with a very neurotic, woke people, and they, they write these screenplays, and somehow it actually gets pushed through with Disney. And then they go out with these movies, and then they lose hundreds of millions of dollars because they flop, because the population doesn't want to see whatever it is that they're selling, this weird, neurotic stuff. It's kind of like a big no thanks. And so they do face a little consequence there because, you know, you can't quite force people into the theater. You can't quite force people to watch this stuff. They try and they get close because they control what is available on your screens. And if you're going to have your screen on, well, they're going to try to try to force you into their into their grooves, right? But then to actually pay for that kind of stuff is a, maybe kind of hard. I mean, some of that happens, but it's a little bit uphill. And so they have these flops. And, you know, you got to stay anchored to common sense. And this is where I've talked about, you know, you need to get good at breathing. And you need to get good at keeping your feet in the dirt and the soil of this country. You need to be out, you know, exercising, you know, moving your body. Exercising those muscles. Building yourself up. Well, just constantly with a little bit of amusement and a little bit of sympathy and even love for the people who are lost in these delusions, you know, let them, I guess, go their own way. But this brings me to the World Economic Forum, where these people, I'll tell you, these people are all freaked out. I mean, these are the, some of the main purveyors. Again, there's such imbalance with these billionaires have so many billions. And like I said, they're so strange, these people. But they get so many billions and they think that they can, they're astride the universe and they run the universe and they control the show and they can control what you think and they will shut anybody up and they have the power to do that who, who disagrees with them or who might inject some sort of common sense into the discourse. But this Ian Bremmer guy, globalist par excellence, I've actually read a couple of his books years ago, but he says that the World Economic Forum they just met in Davos, everyone is also worried about Trump showing up and ruining the global order that they have built. Yeah, the billionaires have built. Let's hear Bremer tell it. 
likelihood of a Trump presidency and, and sort of trying to prepare for that already? Uh, everyone's talking about it. I mean, there's a lot of ice out there <laughs> right under the ice, just under the ice, is sheer panic. Um, on the part of certainly every European leader. You may have seen Christine Lagarde, the head of the ECB, uh, who came out publicly saying that she thought that Trump was a, a, a serious uh, risk for Europe, for trade relations, for uh, America's role in the world. She's the only one that said that publicly. Every European leader I'm speaking to privately is concerned. I just had a meeting with a very senior Japanese delegation this morning. That was issue number one, two, and three. And they say, back in Tokyo right now, every CEO, that is what they're worried about. Um, it's kind of ridiculous on the Tokyo front in that Japan has forged a very good relationship with the Trump economic approach, okay? But their panic is what Bremer said. Panic. Globalist panic that Trump's going to show up and uh, mess with their billionaire-inspired globalist order in which every country must have open borders, in which trade must not benefit, you know, the individual country like America. It must benefit some other country, and that applies to all of Europe. That's, uh, that's their deal. And if you watch some of the stories coming out of uh, Germany and France, what the farmers are doing, the globalists are pushing for control of the food supply. Look no further than Bill Gates. Somebody was texting me about that at the studio earlier. The globalists want the food supply, and they want to shove the farmers out. Watch this. But Klaus Schwab, who is like the cartoon villain Nazi leader of the World Economic Forum, the theme of the Davos this year is rebuilding trust. And he wants to rebuild trust. But they never had trust to begin with. But in their arrogance, in their billionaire presumption, Neurotic, weird people. They don't get weirder than this Klaus Schwab guy. Look at how he dresses. I mean, this weird leather outfits and what a what a freak. But let's hear Klaus Schwab tell it this year, him kicking off the World Economic Forum in Davos this year. To rebuild trust, there's a fundamental need to embody trusteeship, which means to care for the greater good. Let's use this annual meeting to rebuild trust by exercising our trusteeship individually and collectively for safeguarding the future of humanity. The future. We will eat the bugs one bug at a time. Good old Klaus Schwab. What a pathetic human being, that guy. And I could unpack that comment for like an hour, what he just said. But rebuilding trust, guess what, Klaus? You never had trust to rebuild in the first place. And when Klaus pronounces himself and the rest of the attendees of the World Economic Forum as trustees, and they need to work on their trusteeship, who elected you trustee, Klaus, or anybody else at the World Economic Forum? Nobody wanted them to be our trustees. Tell me, what population elected them? What population said, oh, these trustees, they are going to be very trustees um, because they have the billions. They think that they are the trustees and they know how to manage the fate and future of humanity. <laughs> That's what they think. I mean, it's almost comical how out of touch these people are. And they can get out of touch in this era because they have so many lopsided billions in their own pockets. And because of the freak of this technological world we're living in where they can control the screens and so much about the screens, as I've been saying, and it ties all in together there. And that's 
how we have this era of mass delusion. And thankfully, people are waking up from it. People are shaking it off. And some of us just out here laboring in the vineyards, calling this out for what it has been all the way along. And it's nice to see more folks realizing it. And for Klaus to have to say rebuilding trust, he's kind of admitting that there's a trust problem and that they're on the defensive and that maybe people don't like the World Economic Forum of loser, neurotic, freak job idiots. Yeah, they're defensive. And here comes Trump. Oh, you just got to love it. Listen to podcasts of Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn at 710KNUS.com. When you're just sitting there in your silk upholstery chair, talking to some rich folk that you know. Well, I hope that you won't see me in my ragged company. You know I could never stand. There you go, Jerry Lee Lewis with Mick Jagger singing backup vocal on a Rolling Stones tune called Dead Flowers. Dead Flowers. Yeah, it's kind of the DeSantis campaign right now, soon to be Nikki. By the way, I took my two-year-old son to the car wash yesterday, and I had to get the car wash. Sometimes you get to that point. And I, uh, he didn't want to go, and he doesn't like the car. It's too noisy and scary, you know. But I had him sit in my lap. He was kind of hollering about having to go to the car wash. But then we went through it, and then he liked it. And then he was hollering because he wanted to go do it again. <laughs> he wanted to run it right back through again. You see how it's hard to win when you're, you know, dad of a two-year-old? <laughs> At any rate, he he has fun at the car wash now. He decided that. We're making progress. But on this era of mass delusion, I'll tell you what, folks. Um, that squeezing a balloon thing. Imagine people's brains are being squeezed like a balloon. Some big fist from some billionaire is squeezing your brain and creating all these strange neurotic reactions. And that's what it is. We, there are screens and... We will look back on this as the era of mass delusion in which people just didn't know quite how to handle the sheer weirdness of all the propaganda, the narratives and the screens and the censorship. That will be for the historians to write. But, yeah, we're capturing it in real time. Immune to it. Immune to the mass delusion. Vindicated by reality time and time again. By the way, that J6 pillar is getting crushed right now. That Darren Beatty at Revolver.News got the video of when they discovered the pipe bomb over at the DNC. And by the way, it was found by an off-duty Capitol Police officer. What are the chances of that? And the RNC one was found by a very deeply connected swamp person who said she was like going out to do her laundry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at the DNC, there are just these... People calmly standing around, oh, there's a pipe bomb right there, and they let kids walk by it. <laughs> they let pedestrians walk right by the pipe bomb. Oh, man. 
And apparently these pipe bombs look kind of like the pipe bombs that the FBI uses in FBI training with pipe bombs. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Guess what, folks? The J6 pillar of establishment power is getting crushed. Not merely crumbling, but getting crushed. Heading in to the 2024 election. That entire J6 narrative is falling apart, ladies and gentlemen. And just look into it. Make sure you're checking out that stuff and make sure you are mocking all this J6 business that Biden is trying to hang his campaign on. Threat to democracy. Oh, J6 was like the worst thing. It was a setup, as we've been saying. Let's say hello to Ace Man in Cincinnati. Ace, how are you, my good man? Thanks for checking in. Evening, Doc, as always, the best political commentary around. Uh, Backbone Radio is the vaccine against the deep state and something you've been preaching for years and the, uh, our beloved Rush Limbaugh used to preach as well. Folks can break away from the deep state mind explosion and grip on the balloon by tuning out the mainstream media. Get your cable. Only only go to Twitter. Get rid of get rid of the rest of social media. Follow Backbone on Twitter and Backbone approved news sites. Other than that. <clears throat> And when it does get onto your screen or your wherever, I mean, you just got to see through it, see through it, see what they're trying to do, understand how they operate, understand how weird they are. I mean, those are the strangest people <laughs> behind your screens. We have no idea what what nutcases there are. The ABC News story that came out earlier today calling for saying that they're in New Hampshire, they're expecting January 6th-style violence at the primary on Tuesday. That's absolutely ridiculous. They're trying to scare people from voting. They're trying to do whatever they can to throw a monkey wrench into Trump winning hugely again. Stunts. Because- Deep state stunts. Oh, you can't go vote because there's going to be violence in New Hampshire? Of all places, there's never been violence in New Hampshire, but... They'll they'll there try to come up with something, but they're just fighting such an uphill battle. There might be, a, there might be a runaway moose, um, you know, possible yeah. a, a, a bigfoot sighting or something that that would scare the people away. But other than that, I I, I don't see there being any potential violence. You know, the Trump people are peaceful. Lots of video that that Tucker Carlson has shown of people walking peaceably through the Capitol. But, you know, that's not the narrative that the Liz Cheney's and the Nikki Haley's and uh, the Mike Pence's and the, the rest of the World Economic Forum people want to project. And by the way, doesn't Klaus Schwab remind you a lot of uh, the old movie Dr. Evil from uh, the Austin Powers movies with Mike Myers? Absolutely. The, uh, ca- He's like trying to uh, to be that guy. Is Klaus, in all of his freakish wisdom, right? What? What? I mean, he is just the the, the poster child for this era of mass delusion. That guy. It's so again, full Doc, of self importance. So full it, of you know we got to be better trustees for the for the masses. <laughs> yeah, Klaus, <laughs> just go away, dude. <laughs> we'll see you. Well, look at. Uh... Go back to Chamberlain's, uh, or Churchill, rather, comments on democracy. 
you know, one of the worst forms of government out there, but better than everything else. Exactly. The the oligarchs, the World Economic Forum, everything they have touched, they have screwed up. They want their carbon credits. They want to screw up the farming in Europe. It's it's absolutely disgusting the things that these people are trying to do. But again, it's easiest to just unplug and step away from them. Well, they're Limit. making the masses miserable all across Europe, America, Australia, the rest of it. And uh, their fake constructs are just not going to hold. Like their J6 pillar, it's not going to hold. And what they're trying to do to the farmers in Europe and get ready for that here, that's not going to hold. And uh, boy... We are blessed to have Trump leading a movement, as Newt Gingrich said, to take power back from the elites, back into the hands of the people. Ace man, keep following all this. Who's going to win New Hampshire? Trump by a landslide. By a landslide. There'll, there'll be a few Democrats that cross over, vote for Nikki, but, uh, oh, this is going to be good, man. Unify the party. Ace, stay close. We're going to need you all the way to November, okay? Take care, Doc. All Always right. Best round. Right on, sir. Glad that this guy is out there. Just just knowing Ace is out there makes you feel good, doesn't it? Mike in Littleton is checking in. Howdy, Mike. What's going on over there? Well, um, I hey, I, I committed a sin. I missed most of your program tonight, so I wanted to ask you if you've talked about Javier Millet and his speech before Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. I did not get into Javier, the, the, the new president of Argentina, but I was giving yes. Klaus a kind of a, a once-over here. But uh, did you see it? Was it pretty sweet? <laughs> I, I read it. But what? Uh, speaking of leading a movement, he went and gave a speech before all those giant, you know, whatever you want to call those people, and basically said, folks, um, you're ruining Western civilization. You're taking Western civilization in the direction of collectivism. Collectivism is nothing but a way to produce worldwide misery. He launched into what capitalism has done for the world. And, and lifting people out of poverty, um, so some of the numbers stunned me, but uh, lifting people out of poverty since 1800, uh, he basically said, the more you interfere in economics and economies, the more miserable you make and the more need you generate for more bureaucrats and more regulations. And that's our experience in Argentina. I, basically, he was saying, you know, folks, we need to head in a libertarian direction or you're going to ruin the whole thing. You know, I hope that Javier Malay was able to raise the eyebrows of Klaus Schwab. But but then I was thinking about that. Is that I think Klaus Schwab shaves his eyebrows. So I don't think he has eyebrows. <laughs> oh, he kinda, I don't want to hear it. It's kind of maybe Pelosi-like. At least Pelosi paints hers on. But I don't, I don't know uh, if Klaus even has eyebrows, that guy. But, well, it's. Uh, I hope it's a movement that's starting. And, you know, with Trump, I believe what Gingrich said is very true. What worries me, and not in a neurotic way, by the way, but uh, <laughs> what worries me is that can Trump bring along uh, enough people with him in, in the House, in the Senate, 
to you know give him some you know extra power he's got he's got to have a whole bunch of people in the house and senate also get elected to true do this and to create a movement that outlasts trump and i think that is a given but it's hard to find a figurehead with the talent skills and abilities of of a trump Trump. but we we have to perpetuate this all the way man mike mike love hearing your voice stay close and the podcasts are there for you Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn on Denver's local talk leader, News Talk 710 KNUS. Oh, my God, when my awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the roar. Thunder, my power throughout the universe display. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art! How great thou art! Then sings my soul. That would be the Statler Brothers live at Folsom Prison. Warming up the crowd for John Cash to come on for that legendary album. I believe 1968 was when that came out. And that might be my favorite, How Great Thou Art, but Elvis Presley has a pretty good one there, too. And we do have to get right with God heading into November 2024. Let's keep working on the faith. Work on it best we can. I guess you can't necessarily control it all, can you? But why not work on it a little bit or a lot? Because we are going to need it. We're going to see a lot between now and then. Let our souls, let our souls sing. Ah, there's good news. The overarching perspective. Another one of the secrets to survive the era of mass delusion. Right here, contained within these lyrics. By the way, post-Iowa, Rich Barris points this out, that Trump in the primary polls, the, the national GOP primary polls, he's up over 70% in all five of them. <laughs> he's over 70. And uh, Tom Bevan, Real Clear Politics, points out Trump 55, Haley 36. They're going to be throwing some fake polls your way from like ARG in New Hampshire. But uh, I think they see the writing on the wall. And even Sununu, governor of New Hampshire, who's a big Haley booster, is saying that he used to say, oh, Haley's going to win New Hampshire. Now he's saying, well, she's a strong second. But how many candidates are there? I mean, you know, it's like if you get second, that means that you didn't you didn't get it in spite of all the millions they are spending. So we like the 70s, do we not? By the way, speaking of Davos, you know who was over there? It was this Governor Kemp from Georgia hanging out there over in Davos which is technically a violation because elected Republican officials are not supposed to go to Davos. There's some kind of a 
some kind of a law on that somewhere. But uh, there's there's Kemp, the Sea Island guy, the Never Trumper, the establishment guy to the core, the Never Trumper, over there in Davos hanging out. Meanwhile, what's going on in Georgia? This Fannie Willis thing. Oh, oh man. I've heard some people say, "Oh, you know, in Georgia, they're they're gonna nail Trump in Georgia. Oh, they've they're they're gonna hit Trump so hard in Georgia. We just wait until this one hit." And then Fannie Willis, the DA down there, boy, has this whole thing. You know, apparently there's some kind of a relationship with uh, Nathan Wade, the prosecutor that she hired and brought in. I guess they're like traveling all over the place and kind of a romantic relationship. And I won't dwell on it, but apparently Fannie Willis sort of went after the ex-wife of Nathan Wade. <laughs> and you almost have to laugh. This is the gift that keeps on And apparently the ex-wife of Nathan Wade just responded with a massive list of receipts of, uh, yeah, Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis going on all kinds of trips together. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, like I said, you know, when enemies of Trump tend to have a strange... Things happen like this Fannie Willis thing could not be more more amazing. And actually, there's even a video from 2020 of Fannie Willis out there talking about uh, actually, should I should I summarize it? Um, 2020, when she becomes the D.A. in uh, this county, uh, Fulton County, Georgia, she says, uh, you know, and here Greg Price. This is a clip of Fannie Willis from 2020 where she says she would fire any employee who sleeps with a coworker promises to not date anybody that works under me and said it would be unfortunate if taxpayers had to fund sex misconduct lawsuits. I mean, what do you even do with this whole Fannie Willis thing? You want to hear just say a little bit of this? This is Fannie from 2020. Yeah, and that, Oh, man, this is collapsing so fast. Um, it is saddening to me. If young women felt like they came to work and they were, one, even judged for being a woman, but two, if certainly they felt uncomfortable within the workplace, mm -hmm. um, that will not be something that is allowed on my watch. Um, supervisors under my leadership that are not encouraging and building up my staff will not be supervisors long in my administration. And um, I certainly will not be choosing people to date that work under me. Let, let me just oh, say ooh. that. Um, you know, we are at a place in society where things happen in people's relationships, husband and wife. Sometimes there are outside relationships. I don't think that that's what the community is concerned about, although there, you know, there might be a, a moral breaking in that. I think that what citizens are really, really concerned about is if you chose to have inappropriate contact with employees. I mean, there's nothing that I can say on it other than it is distracting. Um, it is certainly inappropriate for the number one law enforcement officer in the state. Um, and it just, it, it really, really saddens me. And it will be very unfortunate if the taxpayers of this community have to pay for any of those lawsuits. Exactly. That's the way oh, I feel Oh, man, that's Fannie Willis from 2020 down there in Georgia where they're going after Trump and... Well, I guess she pretty well made a wreck of every one of those statements from 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was you know, wondering about, you know, the, the Trump curse, you know, enemies of Trump. Like, I mean, Alec Baldwin, you have to say more there. And Fannie Willis, what a disaster in Georgia. And, yeah, there's Governor Kemp not doing a thing about it over there in Davos. Tells you all you need to know. And then, of course, Joe Biden. Worst president this country has ever had. Worst. I mean, like, the worst. 
And by the way, I thought I would work this in that they're, um, you know, the, the deportation thing, the media is like, oh, Trump's going to deport people. Trump's going to deport people. Well, apparently, you know, the poll data says um, that uh, 66% of uh, the American people are in favor. This is from uh, Signal, C Y G N A L. Do you support or oppose the deportation of immigrants who have come to America illegally? Support, 66%. Oppose, 26%. So guess what, ladies and gentlemen? This is a winner issue for Donald Trump. The media tries to make it seem like, oh, remember, like, oh, you can't have a wall? That's that's racist. You can't have a wall? And now it's like, you can't deport people? That's racist. Oh, but... 66%. That's a winner issue, especially in the GOP primary. Let's hear Trump say it. But there are also people the country don't, countries don't want. They're not sending their best people over. You know, these guys are smart. I know them, the presidents, the dictators, the prime ministers. Some of them call themselves prime ministers. But they're very smart people. And they're not sending their hard workers. And they're the, You've got a lot of people coming into our country that we're not going to want. We don't want. And we're going to have the largest deportation in the history of this country. The largest deportation in the history of this country. And he's mentioned before that, you know, model it on what Dwight, President Dwight David Eisenhower did with his deportations. And Trump's been talking about that. And again, folks, that's a winner issue. The media is going to hyperventilate about that. But that just reflects their delusion, how out of touch they are. Ladies and gentlemen, and oh, if we can just get a little little truth out here on the radio, get a little truth out there on Twitter and the rest of it, we're snapping out of all the delusion. People are waking up by the millions, and uh, they see it coming. Like I said, J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon over there is trying to position himself for a Trump administration. They're shaking in their boots at the World Economic Forum. They see Trump coming their way, folks. Glory be. Glory be. Saddle Pals, it's been wonderful. Blake, you are amazing back there behind the glass. Let's reconvene next Sunday. See ya, Saddle Pals. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.